0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Lights Out, a foreign horror film podcast. I'm KJ. On this week's episode I'm going to be talking about South Korean horror thriller film I Saw the Devil. So this episode is coming out a little bit later than usual. I've been posting my episodes on Wednesdays or releasing them and this week this will be coming out on Friday and that's because I just work schedule a little bit. (laughs) Um, Complications, just been a little bit busy with work so I was unable to record when i wanted to and the days i had off i kind of had other things going on so i apologize a little later than usual but i think that's okay (laughs) if you're catching this you know not on the day of the release it doesn't matter but so last week i watched like i said i saw the devil which i was just in the mood for a south korean horror film you never just get that way where you're just you know i don't want to say i'm craving it but it's just been a little while since i watched a south korean horror film and it is, it's you know, I'm not by any means an expert. I haven't seen all the South Korean horror films. But I do love, you know, their films. And just in general, I like South Korean films as well. I think their um, films are just different than U.S. films, I would say. There's just something about them. They're usually a lot longer, about two and a half hours or so. They're very gritty, very violent, ultra-violent. And they're just, like I said, different. <laughs> I don't know what another word to use, but they're just you got to kind of be in the mood for them, too, I would say. Sometimes it depends, too. The character's can be a little bit over the top as well, I've noticed in films. I don't know if that's always the case. Maybe it's just the movies I've seen. And like I said, I'm by no means an expert with South Korean horror films. I've seen quite a few. I've probably seen more of the mainstream ones that most people have watched. And same with Ice Saw the Devil. This is not a hidden gem by any means. And this is actually a film that I just kind of was on my watch list and a film that I just haven't seen yet, and like I said, whenever you look up South Korean horror films, or just South Korean films in general, you know, I Saw the Devil's always, you know, in the top of the list, to be honest, whenever you're looking it up, but I've seen other films like The Wailing, which I think is an excellent, excellent horror film, really scary, that movie actually really scared the crap out of me when I watched it a few years ago, and I mentioned before how movies that really the movies that really scare me deal with religion religion horror films really get under my skin and really just kind of just unnerve me get me really scared and creeped out for days and that's when I watched The Wailing I, like I said I remember I was on night shift so this was a little while ago and this is when I was starting to watch more films get into you know films I haven't watched different stuff and I remember someone i think on youtube recommended the wailing and this was way after it came out i think I don't, I don't even remember what year it came out but i watched it years after it came out i believe and people were saying i remember watching a youtube video of someone saying you got to watch the wailing the wailing is really creepy and well done and, yeah, I did check it out, and I just really love that movie, even though I'm not t- talking about it this week. But that's a movie I definitely would re- check out again, you know. I don't usually watch a lot of, you know, rewatches. I don't watch a lot of movies, you know, a second time, unless I really, really like it. It's just how I am. <laughs> but The Wailing is a film that I could definitely see myself watching again if I really want to get in the creepy you know get the creepy vibes I guess that's a good Halloween movie as well I feel like and I think that's kind of when I watched it like I said years ago I remember watching it and just being really really floored really creeped out but yeah I watched The Wailing Um, I also watched Burning which isn't so much a horror film that's kind of a drama thriller and if that came out a couple years ago I think two years ago 2018 I believe or I guess three years now But um, Burning actually was my favorite movie of the year that year. When I was not so much watching only horror films. I used to watch a lot. You know, I still do. But I used to watch a lot of, I guess you could kind of say prestige movies. I was really into kind of like the Oscar movies. Um, I mentioned that in another episode as well. But hearing about Burning, and then I did check it out. That's with um, Steven Young, I believe, who was just nominated for an Oscar. And I thought that movie was fantastic too. That's another film. If you haven't checked out burning i think you know it is streaming somewhere i think it's been bouncing a while, bouncing around different streaming sites i know it was on netflix at one point it may i don't know where it's at right now currently but i know i've seen it around so you could definitely check that film out. that's a long film too i think that's almost like a three hour uh long film but that movie's really good really uh, a lot of really good tension in that film the acting's really well done the story's good it's more of kind of just like a mystery and i thought i really really liked burning too I would say probably those are the top two South Korean films. Uh, The Wailing and Burning that I really, really loved. I've also, um, this past uh, Halloween, before I started this podcast, I was, you know, trying to check out some films I haven't watched. And I watched Old Boy, which I believe is on Shudder. And I enjoyed that movie. I thought that was pretty good as well. Uh, It definitely is not my favorite out of all the uh, South Korean horror films. But I enjoyed that movie too. Actually, the main actor in that film is in i saw the devil he plays the bad guy in this film so he's he's a good actor though i thought he was really really well done you know he does he did a good job in both films but oh boy was pretty good that's kind of a another revenge film which is kind of like i saw the devil as well but that movie's really good as well i enjoyed that that one i believe is still currently on Shudder. i would check that one out um what else have i watched i unfortunately i really wasn't a big fan of the tale of two sisters i don't that's a popular one that a lot of people like that one was good I just kind of I don't know what it was I thought it was creepy there was some really good creepy scenes I think I watched that too this past Halloween season I watched a lot of horror films I wanted to catch up with and that, I think those two I watched and yeah, that movie was good as well it's just not I would say it's probably way at the bottom of my list for South Korean films I've watched but that one's good too I know a lot of people like it so I would check that one out because it's really popular I think it was just me it just wasn't my vibe but it's a good film as well um, A lot of people have watched Train to Busan. That's another excellent zombie uh, horror film. That, film. that film's really good as well. That's probably up there as well. I remember watching that a few years ago and really, really liking it, really loving it, actually. I still have not watched the second film, Peninsula, I believe. I was going to... I had it on my list to review for this podcast. And then, I don't know, it's kind of got a lot of like middle to bad reviews, I would say. And just the trailer alone, I just i i know it's a different story it's made from the same director and it's kind of set in the same universe but i don't know the trailer really didn't grab me i know some people do some people do like it and um maybe i'll check it out one day i know that's also on shutter but i don't know there's something about the cgi in that film where it looked very video game-ish to me and i just when i saw the trailer i was kind of just like oh this didn't give me the Train to Busan you know vibes that's so maybe one day it's still on my watch list but maybe I'll check that one out and then what else have I seen South Korean movies um I've seen a couple of um you know Bong Joon-ho's films (laughs) I say his last name uh Parasite of course is good that's a kind of a thriller drama comedy all the above a little bit of horror too that's a really good film Was excellent film as well um The Host uh what else have I seen Okja is not nowhere near kind of a thriller horror film. Uh Memories of Murder is also really good. I would put that up there for kind of a thriller um horror drama film. I thought that was really well done too. And I think that's kind of unless I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've really watched, but uh maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so I finally caught up with I Saw the Devil, which like I said is a film I've been wanting to watch and I actually watched this film I want to say a few years ago actually. I didn't watch the entire thing. And it was not because of the phone any me. But I remember, like I said, when I was on night shift, I used to watch a lot. Kind of when I really got into watching movies, mainly because I kind of had nothing else to do. I used to work night shift and um, I used to stay on the night shift schedule on my days off because I worked 312 night shifts. And then I would stay up pretty much on my days off just to kind of stay on the night shift schedule. I didn't flip flop too much, but I would stay up pretty much. I would get up, kind of hang out with my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time and hang out maybe work out and then I would basically from like 10 p.m throughout the entire night I would just watch movies all night and that's kind of how I really got into movies basically and I've always been a fan of movies since I was younger and then I kind of got a little bit away from it I would say and then once I kind of graduated college and went into night shift I kind of was looking more for a hobby to do or something to kind of keep my mind occupied and that's how I started really diving into movies and different type of movies but I remember watching I saw the devil same thing looking it up seeing that it had really good reviews and I don't know I think it was just maybe I was just extremely tired or just was in a bad mood that night but I remember starting in I think I just got really tired and I remember stopping about 20 minutes in and then I just for some odd reason then re- I did not carry on with the film and I've always had that you know I always knew i was like i gotta finish this film and then finally <laughs> years later i was like i gotta sit down and watch this film you know and like i said i was just you know in the mood basically i don't you know since halloween i watched halloween i watched the like i said the two south korean films and then oh i also watched that one film that came out on netflix this past 2020 the call i think i believe that was a kind of like a sci-fi horror film that one was really good as well too sorry, and I watched Hashtag Alive, too, I believe, <laughs> and, but yeah, I was just in the mood for a South Korean horror film, and I, I just, I don't know what it was, I just was in the mood, I was like, I gotta watch one, and finally, I'm gonna check out I Saw the Devil, which I believe, I, how did I watch, I think it was streaming on Tubi in the U.S., it was on there, I think it's also on, like, Pluto TV as well, but that movie's always kind of around, too, on streaming sites, you can, you can watch it for free if you subscribe to different, um, streaming sites, but I also think, like I said, is free, and that's how I saw it, I believe. I'm pretty sure. This was last week. And yeah, I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, it's about two hours, close to two and a half hours. And I watched it pretty much in one go. I think I split it up in two days. Um I think I watched the first half and then went to bed and watched the second half the next day. But I really yeah, I really, really enjoyed this film. I'm glad I finally got a chance to check it out. You know it's really it's a revenge thriller horror film and it's pretty brutal actually it's way more brutal than I thought it was going to be you know you always hear people in the review say oh this movie's brutal and grotesque and you know the violence is really you know gnarly and you know all the time you know I always hear that I'm like okay okay (laughs) you know I'll see you at myself or sometimes I'm disappointed but this film was really really violent really brutal too and that's kind of a complaint I saw a lot of people were saying was the violence against women in this film. A lot of people felt uneasy about it, thought it was a little bit too much. And I don't know, I wouldn't, it's, I think the way the movie portrays the violence is very realistic. And it's not too, you know, it's not torture porn, where it's, you know, like the movie's overdoing it and getting like kind of a pleasure from it. I know torture porn's kind of a, a term a lot of horror fans don't like you know it can be used you know negatively but i just kind of what i would assume a lot of people were thinking of this film or i don't know i'm going to defend it and say that the violence wasn't torture porn i didn't think it was overdone i thought it was very realistic and it was made to shock you and make you feel uncomfortable There was a lot of scenes where i was really uncomfortable especially like I said, the violence with the younger women and it's really just kind of like ooh, you know just Makes your stomach, you know, queasy a little bit and just really puts like a weird feeling in your gut and very uncomfortable because, um, you know, serial killers, you know, situations like this has happened before, you know, and probably still does and will continue to where, you know, there's crazy psychos out there in the world. And that's kind of the vibe I was getting with this film is that people, you know, there's some very, there's very evil people you know bad people out there in the world and that's very like a simplistic way of looking at it but that's just kind of what I was getting from this film was that you know there there's a lot of evil out there and this movie portrayed that in a really good way and I think you know the message of kind of I saw the devil and the guy getting revenge you know and he's also doing pretty brutal bad things and I think that's kind of the message of this film but we'll get into that so yeah I think the film opens really really well it's kind of a I think the the opening 10 minutes or maybe 5 to 10 minutes really puts you in, you know, this film. The It's really kind of a horror opening where, you know, it's dark outside and this young woman is stuck on the side of the road in her car. She has a flat tire and it's snowing and the way it's shot, it's really, really well done and really creepy. And un yeah, you know, something bad's going to happen, you know, always with a good horror film you know you need a good opening to really kind of hook you in and i would say the opening is really probably the most horror i would say you know like i said it just opens in the dark and it's you know on the snowy road you know kind of out in the middle of nowhere and you see this car this uh, young woman stranded and she's talking to her fiance saying you know the guy the tow truck's coming soon and it's gonna be a little bit you know it might be a little while and then you just see this car you know you know show up and you just know Unfortunately, this isn't gonna end well, and it's just really creepy. And the guy, the you know, the main guy. There's two leads, you know, and the the bad. I guess I'll just refer to him as the bad, you know, killer psycho guy. You know, he is. He does a really good job, the actor of just he is. He's really menacing and creepy. And you know, he comes up to the young girl's car, and he's just, oh, I'll help you out, you know. And she politely, you know, says she'll wait. And then, you know, you get the good horror jump where you know he basically it comes from the other side the passenger side and just you know slams you know and you know with a I don't even know some kind of wrench or a something to break the window open and that right there jars you and you know it's really creepy and well done It kind of you know you put yourself on in that woman's shoes you know being vulnerable out there by yourself you know it's really creepy and scary i remember i mentioned this story um in another episode but this past uh, winter during actually Christmas day I had to work like I, said, I work in the medical field so sometimes I have to work holidays and where I live in Ohio there was a bad bad snowstorm on Christmas Eve going into Christmas day and I was off Christmas Eve and I had to work Christmas day and because it was Christmas day and there was and I the way I drive to work is basically all freeway but it was completely empty on the freeway it was dark you know it was, I work you know, in the uh, day shift. So it was like, I left really early too, so I could get to work because I knew the roads were going to be bad. I mean, it was like 6am and it was just like complete like blackness and dark. And there was like barely any lights and uh, quiet because there was no cars out there. And I was just driving in the snow on like these crappy roads trying to get to work. And I was just thinking, you know, if I was to just, you know, get stuck or, you know, swerve off into kind of a ditch, you know, I'm basically out here alone, like, you know, isolated and it's i was getting kind of the horror movie vibes and <laughs> i was thinking you know i'm pretty vulnerable out here by myself and i could you know i'm you know a 30 turning 30 30 year old guy so you know i'm just thinking you know putting myself in this woman's shoes being more vulnerable with you know a guy you know it could happen to anybody but you know it's just really creepy and scary and I would just really kinda of put my put myself in her shoes and I was really creeped out, you know. Like I said, just being isolated out there. You know, she's talking to her fiance. She ends up hanging up, you know, before the guy attacks, but you know, he's far away. There's nothing he can do about it. Even if they call the police and whoever, it's just gonna take him a while to get there. So it is it's really creepy. And I always remember too growing up, you know. My dad always, you know, He always said, you know, a lot of times, especially to like my older sister, you know, a lot of times he was saying, you know, don't pull over on the side of the road. You know, if you're able to keep going on, even if you have a flat tire, you know, I know that can mess up your, the rims and everything of your car. But you know, sometimes you know it's really just not safe to just be vulnerable by yourself, you know, on the side of the road because there's just a lot of crazy, evil people out there that are up to no good, basically. (laughs) And yeah, so that's how this film starts, and I think it really does a good job of just kind of hooking you in. And then you know, cuts to him torturing her, and she reveals that she's pregnant, and please don't kill her, and he basically doesn't even care. And you just see him kind of just chomp down on her arm and it's yeah it's just very you know matter of fact you know you just get the sense that this guy just does this for his own sick pleasure and you know he doesn't you know really you know i think he he talks to his victims a little bit but he's not too you know i don't know mustache twirling evil character he's just very like you know, gets the job done for his satisfaction, and it's really gross and grotesque. <laughs> and it's just—he's a very, very evil bad guy. <laughs> and I'm saying, you, you know, it's sound funny saying that. You know, very bad guy, but he really is. He—I thought the actor did a really good job. So then the movie sets up this—it's um, her uh, fiance that is the other main lead, and you know he's kind of like a secret agent i believe he works in the police force i believe and he's like i said pretty sure he's kind of like a secret service type guy uh agent something of that in south korea but he takes it upon himself he's going to take two weeks off and he's going to basically hunt this guy down and get revenge on him Yeah, and this is just a basic simple revenge story and then you kind of throughout the film you see him basically starting his take you know, pleasure himself in torturing this guy, and because he ends up catching him pretty early, he gets, like, um, leads on a couple guys that are suspects, and you see him torture, I think the first two, the one he basically, like, ties up, and he ends up hitting him with, like, a wrench, you know, in the balls, and and sends him, you know, to the hospital, basically tortures him pretty bad, and then he runs in, you know, the guy, another guy's, like, on a motorbike, and he ends up, like, running him over, kind of, I think he lives, but, And then he ends up finding our main guy and he talks to his parents and his son and basically finds out that he you know tries to find out where he lives what's going on with him and basically he's kind of just you know left his family and he ends up uh you know finding him and catching him and just yeah torturing him but doesn't kill him right away and you get a lot of him just yeah it's a kind of a cat and mouse type game and him you know you see him the bad guy you know kill a couple other people you think he kills another woman after our main you know the fiance he ends up you see him um same thing kind of pick up a girl that's waiting for a bus and then he basically kills her i think he chops her head off with like a guillotine and then you see him almost kill a, a younger like teenage girl because he drives a bus or like kind of a van for children for school and he ends up getting fired and he just kidnaps the one girl And then he's also going to sexually assault her, too, which makes you really uncomfortable, which you don't see that with the first two victims. But, yeah, he's basically, yeah, going to sexually assault her and then kill her. And that's when our uh, hero, (laughs) the good guy, comes in and finds him and basically saves the younger teenage girl. But then, yeah, that kind of starts the cat and mouse game of him, you know, chasing after him. But he puts like a, he plants a device in him where he can track him so even when he lets him go he beats him up basically and then lets him go but he can see his every you know he can hear him it has like a it's like a little pill almost that he um injects in him has him swallow but he doesn't know this and then he can basically hear him and knows knows where he's going and basically you know even when he's at the hospital he the guy escapes and then he's even gonna um assault another girl it's another really uncomfortable scene where he escapes kind of like after he gets help and then he kind of traps this like nurse character and he's, um, again sexually gonna sexually assault her and this guy's just really brutal and just you know even when this guy you know tortures and beats him up he just is going to continue on with his violence and i would say maybe a little bit in the middle it drags just a tad bit you get a good you get a scene a scenario where the guy the bad guy goes to like kind of his friend's house and this other guy also like eats people where he's eating you know he like kidnaps and keeps them hostage and then basically eats like limb by limb that guy's really gross and disgusting um i think that guy's like sister is also involved you don't see her do too much and then you know our hero guy comes and basically you know uh rex have uh, <laughs> you know breaks into the house and that's another uh, scene i guess i enjoyed that scene maybe that could have been if i got to give a little bit of you know cons, maybe you could have cut a little bit of that out but it's still it's in there to serve a purpose and you get a like it's not doesn't never drags or anything you just you know you're kind of waiting a little bit i would say when he first finds you know who the bad guy is and plants the device and he kind of just chasing after him a little bit but letting him go and maybe it just goes on a little bit too long but then basically the bad guy finds out when he's in the hospital. He, he thinks the the hero guy thinks he's basically asleep, knocked out, but he's actually listening. He finds out that, yeah, he has this um device planted in him and basically he's got to like shit it out <laughs> i think he says only by like diarrhea he'll get it out and you see him break into like a pharmacy kills the pharmacist takes a bunch of like Mirlax or something to <laughs> poop it out and it's a real gross scene where it's in the toilet and you see him digging into like the toilet and it has like diarrhea in there and he gets the device and then he ends up killing another guy that comes into the bathroom and planting the device in him and that's kind of i would say definitely the end of the film the last act really picks up, and it's kind of your um more of your, your thriller conclusion you know kind of like your heart pumping um, adrenaline because basically the guys you know the bad guys you know not going to take this he's kind of like you messed with the wrong guy and he's gonna what he plans on doing is basically um killing the fiance's dad and sister who's um the main guy I keep calling him the hero guy I'm just who I'm gonna refer to him as he is very close with her family the dad I believe worked you know in the police force he might have been like a chief at one time he's an older guy he's real close with him and then her sister and he even tells them to kind of you know not go after this guy to not torture him to stop because basically you know doing this isn't going to make you feel better it's not going to bring back his fiance, the older guy's daughter you know she unfortunately died and was killed and murdered and yeah you maybe want to catch the guy and put him you know away lock him up but you know it's a terrible tragedy and do you know you know none most of us have not been in this guy's shoes but i can understand you wanting revenge but you know the kind of the message you know of this story is really not going to get it even if you get revenge you know it's really not going to change anything it really won't make you feel any better i don't think because you know you know you see him throughout the film really kind of his character kind of changes and i think the movie does a good job where he is torturing this guy at himself you know he's doing it for a good cause but you're almost thinking to yourself while he's doing all this torture and almost you know kind of getting a little bit pleasure from it just like you know is he going to be okay after all this you know doing all this to this guy you know is he going a little bit overboard but the guy so you know the bad guy ends up finding the older the dad the father-in-law the chief and ends up i don't believe he kills him but he beats him up pretty bad and he ends up killing the sister he you know kidnaps her and he just kind of dumps her in an alleyway kills her to kind of base it. and that's what he tells you know our hero that He's going to, you know, get revenge, basically make him feel pain. And then he's going to just turn himself in to the police. And he even calls the police and says, you know, I'm going to turn myself in. And basically once he turns himself in, our uh, you know, main lead won't be able to do anything because he'll be locked up. And I, that's kind of, a, you know, on the bad guy's um, part, kind of a good, you know, revenge, I guess you could say, you know, you know, getting locked up, you know, that guy's not going to be able to get after him. So I expected to go that route. So when he's about to give himself up he kind of goes he parks you know he stands in the middle of the road with his hands up and then our main guy comes and this is a really good scene where he you know he's in this uh suv and he opens the door, drives backwards to like knock the door off, and then he just, you know, floors it, drives, does this like crazy spin, and basically grabs, you know, the bad guy, and <laughs> while he does that with, you know, how he did it, with one arm and drags him away, and you get a good scene of seeing them dragging him by, you know, in the car, you know, holding him up and taking him away, basically. And that's a really, I wasn't expecting that either. That's a really good action scene. And like I said, there's a lot of really good scenes in this film. I really, really like the ending. So the ending basically, he has him, I believe at his own house, the, you know, he catches the bad guy. And I think he has him at his, basically his lair with the guillotine. And he, the guy, the bad guy basically kind of taunts him and even says, you know, you know, I won, there's nothing you can do. I don't feel, I don't, um, uh, feel fear. I don't, you know, feel pain. There's nothing you can do to me basically. And I thought the ending was really good where, he basically the lead the hero basically has him tied up to where the guillotine's kind of right on top of his head so and he has it all maneuvered to where he's holding it in like you know the string the rope in his teeth so once he lets go (laughs) once he is like jaw gives out and he lets go the guillotine's just gonna come straight down and chop his head off and then he also to make it even more I don't know sinister gross <laughs> evil uh, the good guy calls you know his family the bad guy's parents and his son and tells them to come over to his lair and you see that you see a good scene when he's leaving you know basically you think kind of just think you know that's how he's going to leave it that he's just going to leave him to his fate he's just going to you know eventually his jaw his teeth are going to give out and he's you know gonna die and you kind of think that's where he's gonna leave it at and he'll you know make peace with it and he's just walking away but then you see the other car come up as he's walking away and you see the other guy's parents come out they're an older couple and his son come out and they come like rushing through to look for him i don't know what he told them but and as soon and they're about they're trying to open the door and that's also too once they open the door the guillotine also so it's either basically once he gives out with his jaw you know holding the rope or if they open the door either way that guillotine's coming down and basically (laughs) chopping his head off and then he's also our hero is also listening still he has the device kind of next to him so and he has the headphones on as he's walking away and he's listening and you can hear um, our bad guy just yelling kind of through his teeth and you know saying f you and then he can hear him screaming to his family not to open the door and again this is a very brutal uh scene even though you don't feel bad for you know the bad guy necessarily you know you kind of want him to get you know what he deserves in the end but then the family opens the door and then that guillotine just comes down real fast and just chops his head off and they see this as they open the door and his young son who's like 12 maybe at the oldest just the his head just rolls over to them and then they're just screaming and yeah it's again it's just a brutal ending to this film and I really liked where our lead character you know he's listening to this, and he knows he's dying he hears his family screaming and then he just takes the headphones off and then he just starts you know weeping and crying and I was really you know not trying to you know overthink it or really dissect it but I was really just thinking you know kind of what that scene meant what the director writer was going for. And I think there's possible, you know, there's probably multiple ways you can interpret it. You can see him kind of crying as maybe just releasing, you know, all of this, you know, um, anger. Basically, it, he, you could look at it as, you know, maybe he's like this, it's over, it's done. And he was crying, maybe somewhat happy tears that, you know, it's over, and it's done. I didn't see it that way. I saw him more crying as basically, even though he killed this guy, got his revenge that it did it doesn't change anything like i said earlier in the film and i think that's kind of the message of the film and i think that's what the director and writer was going for with the guy crying at the end and weeping and i think it just meant that yeah with his revenge and he got really good revenge and payback and but it doesn't do anything it uh, probably even ruined him as a character you know his morals and everything because he did kind of a bad you know what he did was very you know the uh, parents and the son were pretty innocent and now they got to live with seeing you know their family member the kid's dad and their son you know head chopped off rolling the head rolling over to them and you know they probably didn't really deserve that (laughs) and to live with that image the rest of their life but i think yeah that's kind of the message of this film is basically you know as the title i saw the devil you know the guy is basically kind of the devil. He's evil and bad, but I think our good guy, you know, does some really bad crimes and, you know, his revenge was pretty um even though you can understand it a little bit and, you know, he wanted, you know, justice and all that, but you know, did he go the right way? Did he do the right thing? And ultimately at the end, even though he got his revenge, it doesn't change the fact that his fiance is dead he's never you know unfortunately gonna have a future with her and it is it's a really sad bleak ending but I really really enjoyed that ending I thought it was really well done I didn't know the route it was gonna go I was kind of I kind of had a feeling it would have an unhappy ending I didn't really once he you know our bad guy kills you know the sister and hurts the dad I thought maybe he would turn himself in and then that would kind of be the ending where our hero doesn't get you know his revenge and that's kind of the route I thought was going. I kind of had a feeling you would have a bleak ending, but I didn't know too much, but I was happy. Yeah. That he (laughs) was happy that the guy, the bad guy did die because he was very evil and just disgusting. And his acts were horrible. And you really wanted him to, you know, get, I don't even know. You wanted justice for his victims basically. And yeah, even so when he does die, even though it's a great scene, but it, again, it's really just, you know, brutal. (laughs) And, Him crying at the end, I really, really liked. Again, I keep saying it back, but I'm going to just, I want to end on this that I really like that ending. Him crying, I really think, like I said, you can look at it both ways. Him crying kind of happy tears that it's over, releasing his revenge. But I saw it more as, you know, even though he did his revenge and he got, you know, what he wanted, he did what he wanted to do, it doesn't change the fact that his fiance is still murdered. She's, you know, dead. And I just thought that was a really kind of a bleak good ending. I really liked that. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode. So that's I Saw the Devil. Um, if you haven't checked it out, like I said, this is a popular South Korean horror film. and But for some reason, if you haven't seen it, do check it out. I think it's worth your time. About two and a half hours, but it's really good. There's a lot of good um, violence, blood, and gore, and some really good scenes, some good action scenes as well. And I really had a good time watching it. And I'm glad I finally checked it out. So, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to checking out some more South Korean horror films again once I, you know, like I said, I just was really in the mood to watch one. And I'm sure a couple of months down the road, be another one. So I'm, you know, always on the lookout for South Korean films. If you got any, you know, send them my way. I know there's a ton out there. Like I said, I've kind of just watched the mainstream ones that are kind of popular over in the US, but I know there's tons more out there. I'm not naive. And <laughs> I'm hoping to check out more. But again, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for the listen, as always. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Lights Horror Pod. Give the podcast a follow there, and then you could also follow my personal letterbox. That's at KJ Steiner. It's where I post all my what I'm watching and my reviews there. Again, thanks for the listen, as always. I hope everyone has a good rest of their week. Um, until next time, I'll see you guys then. Bye bye.